hello ladies and gents. Uh, you're with uh, Adrianosaurus, the coach of Living Tavita Loca. Um, I'm coming to you fresh after the round 19 action. Um, look, to be honest, I missed um, both sort of, of the games today. Um, unfortunately, I had some, you know, some commitments that I had to um, attend to, but um, I think I've got, you know, I can look at the scores obviously in those games and um, we can still you know, do a, an analysis on what we think of the scores and, and the news. I mean, I did catch in there that um, SJ's done a hemi, which, you know, I mean, he's hasn't been set in the world alight anyway, but, um, you know, he's he's injured and, you know, probably doing you doing you a favour, really, if you're thinking about it. But anyway, we'll we'll talk about, um, you know, the scores for the week, how, how the Turbos Hammies Cup's coming along, um, some talking points, um, and I'm going to have a special guest, hopefully, on the show tonight, um, and we'll we'll chat with them about all things Super Coach. So away we go. Um, my score last week was a 14.21. I did update from that original 14.01. Um, you know, and and unfortunately, I didn't actually crack the top thousand. It's been like a you know, you have these good weeks that are just they seem like you might be green arrows. And you know, last week I went up 164 spots, but it has me right on the cusp of. Th- the top 1,000 last week, um, and in 1,078, so it's tough going once you sort of get, um, you know, from a couple of thousand in to into the top 1,000, uh, it's a bit of a slog, um, and, you know, I didn't quite make it last week, but score for this week for me, um, as it stands, is, is a good one, um, I, I have got in the 1,500s, what am I, 1,523, uh, which is a monster score, really. Um, a lot of things went right for me this week. I think I had a strong 17. Um, I made one trade this week. Um, I traded out um, AJ. I think that the money was just too alluring uh, at, at his huge price. It was a great price to do some good things in your team. Um, and I almost pulled the trigger on on uh, Paps. You know, just when I heard that he was um, back, I thought that they might have done the old switcher rule and put Hines at 6 and perhaps at one, but I'm really glad that I held off on that trade because he looked, um, you know, we'll talk about that later, but he looked a little bit jittery and sort of rusty and a bit lacking confidence, you know, for the physicality, in which you can't blame him for, really. Um, and I actually brought in Dewey. Now, the re- I probably haven't, I've discussed the, the wonderful wares of um, Dewey on the pod, you know, before, um, that I think he's, you know, even probably ahead of Cody Walker in the in the in the six jersey, um, and he he was until he went back to centre wing, and he was probably the prime option to pair with Cody for the run home. I have Schuster in five eighth, um, and you know he was someone that I was probably happy to hold, but not you know I'm not glued to it, but. Um, you know, with AJ being in fullback and obviously Dewey being available in fullback, I thought um, three out of my final four trades will be premium players. And um, Dewey, I think, is definitely a premium option for the run home. Um, and I'm not going to play him in fullback, even though that's where I, I bought him. I bought him in fullback. Um, and that um, when I decide to go with my fullback, I'm not 100% sure on who I'm going to go with in the fullback position now. You know, I'm just got my mind's thinking about um, the options in there and who I think is best to run home with. But the moment I'm ready to go with that um, that fullback option, I can just cull, you know, Schuster, bring Dewey up to the the five eight position, and three out of my four 
trades left will be for um, premium players. Um, so yeah, I brought in Dewey. Um, he did really well this week, and I've 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 got myself to a fifteen twenty three. Um, no sort of you know the lowest score in there was was Garrick with a forty one. Um, I was lucky he was goal kicking because mate, there wasn't much you know for him out there this week. Unfortunately, you know with Turbo in the team, you just kind of almost think that Garrick's going to get a hundred and get bag of tries, you know. But um, look, forty one as your lowest score in your your round. Um, that's the kind of stuff you want to see in your in your scores. So fifteen twenty three, I think it's definitely green arrows. What do I reckon, uh, green arrows wise? I'm looking at some of the great competitions uh, leagues wise that I'm in. I think it's going to be around thirteen fifty to th- yeah, probably thirteen fifty to thirteen seventy five. I think is going to be par. So uh, I'm very confident that I probably have got the green arrows to get up into the top thousand nicely uh, this week, which is really good news. Um, the Turbos Hammies Cup. This week I had uh, Kane Anderson, the Kando, Dr. Kando, um, and I gave him, gave him a, a whooping. Well, not a whooping really because, um, you know, Kando and I only had three players different. You know, we, we play the game very similar and we, you know, in, in fact, we both culled AJ and brought in Dewey. You know, like we even played a, a trade the same. Um, and I've, I've got a 15.23 to his 14.05. Um you know, our only th- I had Olam, Cook, and Tapao versus his Braley, Johnson, and Ramian. Um, and you know, Sean Johnson looks like he was on. He got fifty three, and I think he got that hamstring injury in the first half. So, you know, if he had a big second half, you know, um, that could have been the, the difference. I mean, the the real w- reason I won, in a nutshell, is Cook went off one hundred forty eight. Outstanding game by Cookie. Um, you know. I, when I made the decision, which I said last week could have been the worst decision of the year because Cook was average as last week, I just wanted to bring in a hooker who I felt could go 100 and has the 100s in him, and the Cook of yesteryear could do that. And I and look, we can't deny that Souths have a great run. So uh, I did purchase him, and look, it's a week late, but to see the big ton there to get me over the line in the Turbos Hammies uh, against you know the good man uh, Kando was really good and um, ooh, how, how am I going on the ladder I wonder I mean I think I might have sewn up a top eight spot for sure I'm up into third um, you know where it stands now um, so that's really good uh, good good result uh, commiserations Kando I mean it was just that cook that was the difference the cook cookie um, ooh, what do we got next to me like all the updates uh, apart from you know the today's games are, are done um and we'll get straight on to the talking points um look you know my talking points for the week i think a lot of people you know looking on the socials have been talking about um you know closer contact uh, contest this week and look the, the real answer is that you know this week the you know the the refereeing and the bunker work it just it was it was a seven to eight meter ten meter this week it was seven meters at best and that's why there was uh, you know a, a closer score lines out there because there was a lot of laying down in the ruck there it was honestly only a seven or eight and that's why like Canberra was up in their face all night lying all over them in para game um, and no whistles were blown so you know that's the reason why it was very obvious to people who watched um, and you know let's not harp on about it but the refereeing and the bunker work this week was absolutely atrocious and you know it's really funny listening to Henry Paranara in the bunker 
because when I used to watch him on the field as a ref, you obviously see all the mistakes he's making, but he it's like in the bunker, he actually talks you through how he's making his mistake because, fuck, the errors are terrible. You This week, there was mistakes with offsides. You know, Dylan Brown, for their first try, was offside, and even that one where he, they called him passive, he's like right in the eye line of the person catching the ball. It's offside. Um, how do you miss that, Mr. Paranara? You shouldn't be in the bunker, buddy. It's not acceptable. you got face slap this week well it was actually probably the right call and last week was the dumb call in the the eight point try but you know it's not consistent is it because this week they made the right decision and it was nothing you know the obstruction there where the guy ran through the line um in the melbourne game uh welsh i think it was he was he was he went straight through the line and he had no impact on the play or the defenders and you know it's a bit of it you know if, if you're looking at it black and, and white for sure, it's an obstruction. But in in that instance there, it looks a try every day of the week. But, you know, they've got nitpicking this, you know, the bunker picking up on things and nitpicking. It's like when uh, a try goes up, they are nitpicking heavy to try to find a mistake in there instead of... It's like we've lost, you know, the flow, the fabric of what, you know, a, a try is or, you know, what a no try is. I think that they're just... It's become too... Um, nitpicky yeah and, and when when it goes up you're just like oh come on how is that not a try like you know and it just there's not even logic applied to it i thought we had we we're supposed to have a, a play an ex-player up there to apply some logic to it. but it, the nitpicking is it's it goes up there and gets picked apart too much that some great calls or some great tries are being denied for bullshit reasons and um some you know howlers like you don't want the bunker ruling on a forward pass. Well, what about three meters forward? It's it's, bl- it's like sticks out like dogs dogs balls, you know. But anyway, that's it. Um, we have some charges from the round. Murray is a popular player. We I've talked him up on the post as a great finished a year person. Uh, he's done a shoulder charge. He looks like one to two weeks, um, which is a bit of a blow for owners. Um, Flegler, he's going to have two to three weeks. Um, on the sideline for his hit on Yo, but I mean that's probably going to be even better for Hass. Uh, Lodge is a popular player after his big score last week, and a lot of people probably still have him in his team because you've got the 13 and 18 uh, by you know out of him. Uh, he's going to be one to two weeks as well, which is it couldn't be a worse time for the poor old Warriors with their bloody injury um, list. But um, what else have we got? Um, David Fafita started on the bench. Now, you know, I've got him in my team, as do nearly bloody everyone, but he obviously worked and came on and, and had a, a gangbuster game in there, finished over with, with, with the ton, which is good. Um, but, you know, it makes you wonder, you know, is this 80 minutes, Dave? Not a, you know, they're trying to give him less minutes and maybe a bench or just change it up a little bit for him. Seemed to work today, but... You know, I was I only got to saw, see the very kickoff of that game, and twenty something minutes had passed, and he hadn't even gone on the field yet, and I was really worried. Um, you know, so it'll be just just an interesting watch moving forward. Um, yeah, I, I did put a note in here that Paps had a very modest uh, return. It, it is understandable, but you know, he with his score, you know, which we'll go through in the scores there. Um, you know, he's going to have a PE. He's going to lose nearly 200 grand this week alone. And he's going to have another 200 BE next week versus the Panthers. And we don't even know 
what his minutes are going to look like next week. So, um, you know, for me, on that modest return from Pap, he just looked like he was, um, he wasn't, you know, keen on the collision, if you know what I mean. And, um, you know, like I said, it, it's understandable. And he's going to be very rusty. He's had a lot of time out. But he, for me, um, that's that. The two things that I got from bringing in Dewey was that I could sit and wait and see if I if Paps comes good and he gets to build his confidence and he looks you know like the run home option for me, um, and you know the other bonus is that I can still now um, you know if Hines stays in the team and getting good minutes at fullback I can keep him in the team um, and still afford everything that I want to do because I was able to make some good bank to add to my bank you know selling. AJ down to Dewey so Dewey can sit there until I need to flip him and you know if I wanted to I could hold Heinz the whole year if he's if his role looks really good um but yeah it was a modest return by Paps and um you know it was it was it was yeah it was it was underwhelming to watch you know I, I out there he didn't look right to me now the word on Cleary is you know that they think it's unlikely for round 20 the, the Melbourne game um for me, I think, you know, especially if SJ is out for a long term, I always had plans to have the bank there to go SJ to um, Cleary. He's going to come in with a big, you know, monster BE. You know, even if he comes in in next round, you know, with Melbourne, um, with the high BE, maybe you get a look at him for a week. But, you know, the, the, the real um, disappointing thing is that, you know, um, you would have thought if he did come back next week against Melbourne, it might be a lower type score with the big BE, and you might get a hundred thousand off that big enormous price. But you know, if he misses twenty and comes back twenty-one, Cleary, for instance, he's going to come back at that premium over a mil price. You know, like I don't know how many people are going to be changing their minds on do you get enough out of out of the purchase? You know, like how much is Cleary exactly? He he he's over a million. Yeah. He's one million and sixty six thousand dollars, and you know you would have hoped that Melbourne would make that price, maybe come down into the night hundreds, which you know you're going to be looking at twenty one, you know, and you, if you wanted to buy him in twenty one, you're going to be paying the premium price, um, you know, and you got you got the matchups that you want in in twenty one, you know, as the Roosters, um. Which you know, it's not an, an easy. Uh, yeah, it's not an easy, easy game. But you know, in twenty one, you'd expect he'd do a hell, hell of a lot better than Melbourne. So you're gonna be paying the dollars for him in that round. And gee, the you know Penrith really they could barely get it done against the Broncos this week. So they really need him. Um, obviously, Appy's got his punishment for you know bringing in the bringing in the, the young lady to the room. Uh, a couple of matches. Um, and, you know, Penrith are losing now. JFH obviously. For the birth of his child and and that's for a few weeks obviously because he's got a quarantine back in but it looks like they'll have tpj over there at the um panthers uh what else did we get um there was injuries this week to ikavalu which looks like a, a season ending or or very long anyway uh, time out of the game um, and he was quite popular a little while ago he probably hasn't delivered everything that everyone wanted but it's a big injury and a lot of people probably if they had him in his team they just haven't they haven't factored in to sell Ikevalu out you might have to just you know he might have to just be enough for you I think um, Billy Smith injured as well which looks like a big 
bad bad one there in the lower leg injury. Um, Walsh was grabbing at his shoulder. I know that a, he's quite a popular buy for people as well. Um, and it'll be interesting watch to see if he fronts up for next week. Ponga, you know, it was a worry in that warm-up. Um, he went off injured. And look, I think that even though he looked free-flowing sort of on the field, uh, there was definite, it was definitely um, painful and it was definitely affecting his uh, output, I think. And he, just his X-factor, you know, play. And, and you know, um, if if he's injured and look, you know, look at the week that Teddy put out and perhaps has come back a little slow, um, you know, like the the fullback options are hard you know they've they've opened up as being more difficult you know so um you know i don't know how confidently you'd want paps right now and i don't know how confidently you want ponga with that sternum um and, and they looked great for the run home yeah obviously sj hammy um so i think moylan's back soon anyway but i mean look sj hasn't been setting the world alone it looked like it was off to obviously a good start today though um all right, well, yeah, I'm not not doing a story this week. I don't really feel jazzed to do a story. I'm not in the mood, so I'm not going to do it. Um, we'll go through the good scores and some, you know, bad scores, you know, for the week. We'll, we'll talk about uh, ones that are relevant, I think, um, to people, you know, on ownership or, you know, options for the run home because it's going to be people that um, people are having an eye on, uh, keeping an eye on, um, you know, like a Dewey or like a Murray who's now going to have a, a suspension, but... You know, there was a lot of Maddo watch this week. And so it's interesting to look in at, um, you know, all of those games and see what scores stood out for you. Um, in the first game of the week, the Raiders uh, got the job done over the Parramatta Eels. Um, you know, people that you're going to own in there um, that got good scores. Uh, IPAP was good with a 79. It's probably about his wheelhouse. Um, Maddo, you know, there was no big ton this week, but I think that's probably more like, um, what you're going to get from Maddo 72 it was a real brutal game so it'd be interesting it'd be interesting to me to see what the minutes for IPAP and Maddo uh, are going to be next week um, but look the 79 and 72 for both of them is a good score uh, a lot of people had Junior Paulo he got a 60 which is acceptable in the front row um, Gutho was pretty quiet with the 56 uh, in a game that you know was missing some seniority I think um, there's probably unders for for Gutho and and probably unders in the in the fullback position. You you know you've had him averaging near on 100 all year, um, so that was probably low for him. Um, Rapana, uh, you know, at fullback he was pretty bloody good and and, and pretty busy. 97. Um, I'm not exactly sure whether people would have him, um, but how many teams is he in? He's owned by five percent of teams, so 97 would be good. Uh, for you guys out there, um, and CHN was also good, got a pie, 88, um, good score. Tapani, you know, I'm sure people don't own him, but he's having a pretty good um, resurgence this year, 82. It'll be interesting in the Raiders next week to see when Elliot Whitehead's back, um, what happens in the second row with CHN, um, Hudson Young have been really exceptional uh, in the second row. Um, Josh Papali got injured, um, I don't know how many people would have him, but um, didn't pass his HIA, so low score for him there. Um, nothing else that sort of, you know, would have knocked people for a loop. Um, and that's it. Uh, in the Roosters-Knights game, uh, Tedesco, he was just fantastic in that game. I mean, um, 
the Roosters, you know, what a year. They've had, like, just an absolutely unbelievable amount of injuries and retirements and just the the the, the things that have happened to that club this year and the personnel that they've lost. It's just such a surprise. Not surprise, really. It just... um. Oh, what's the word for it? It's it's inspirational to watch how well they've rallied and how competitive they've still been this year. And just watching that game, they just had, you know, Tupanua and Crichton were on the wings and Teddy was roaming and so was Manu, you know, and they just filled gaps, you know, and they really just dug in and, and worked hard as a team. It was really good to watch. Um, But the good scores, Teddy 146, you know, um, Big Des Creek, you know, in one of the chats there said that he's very confident that Teddy will outscore Pap, you know, for the remainder of the year. And it's it's actually a very um, valid point. Um, Teddy has, you know, been building, I think, this year. He's had his injury problems and the team has just been rattled with, you know, enormous problems. But he's growing, you know, as a leader. Um, and I think he'll average over 100 for the rest of the year as well, personally. Uh, Tupanua. He got a, for a bunch, a couple of tries there, 125. Um, he, he'll be mildly owned by people. Uh, Manu, um, you know, I did warn people that Manu was back in the in the center wing, um, and and maybe he's not a play anymore. I think that in our um, comp, you know, in our league head to head in the turbos, um, Ken Kando benched um, Manu, and that was probably the wise thing to do. But uh, he bung out a 97, good score, Radley. Uh, he's been a pretty good buy doing 70 sort of minutes a game, um, Radley. And I said, you know, there's Tavanga and Radley at that price point. He got an 86, good score. Um, I feared for Crichton when he was out on the wing, and I thought it could be 20 points. And at a point there, when it got to like 30 or 40, I think it was, I was like, I'll take that. But he actually got over for a try and got more of his, like, the Crichton-like <laughs> score within 86. Good. Daniel Tupu got over for a try. This is what we've been waiting for. He's just so good in base. 55, you know, in base alone, and all we need is just some clutch, you know, like a bit of attack or something out of him. Uh, and, and and there you go. You've got yourself an 80. It'd be nice to get 100, you know, but in a game with all of that, you, you've got to be just over moon with all of those um, scores. Um, over the other side... Um, Jacob Saifidi's having a good sort of, he was real cheap a little while ago and, um, he, he's been scoring really well. Like even he's picked up the slack from, from Daniel Lee, 428,000. But, um, yeah, good score from him in a, in a tough old matchup where they got hammered, you know, by, I can't believe they got hammered, but the, the Knights are in all sorts. Uh, Connor Watson got shoved, shoved around in there. Um, and he got a 73, um, I sold him a couple of weeks ago, but he's been scoring well since then. Isn't that always the way? But, um, yeah, I mean, Jaden Braley, he's not... I mean, I've got him as my reserve hooker, but um, I sat him this week and didn't play him. 52s, you know, it's there and about. And same with Barnett, 51. Um, nothing to write home about. Ponga, <coughs> you know, he's he was troubled by that injury, and I think he played the whole game. 50 points is is underwhelming and I think that that sternum is a worry so I don't know if I you know I was like deciding will I bring in Ponga or perhaps and maybe now it's I'm going to put a line through Ponga or at least keep an eye on Ponga and decide between Teddy and um and perhaps you know for the other fullback position um what else in that team nothing really uh on to the next one 
Melbourne Storm, oh, mate, it was a bit of an uncharacteristic old storm, wasn't it? And, you know, the North Queensland were pretty stout and they gave it a fair whack, you know, in that game to match it with um, the storm. Um, good scores in there were Adokara got across for some pies. Uh, Jerome Hughes, the ever consistent and wonderful player in Hughes, 90 points, great score. Um, Nico Hines got an 85, he was a little bit quieter. You know, I had the VC on him. Um, 85 is nothing to sneeze about at all, but um, not the huge, huge ones. Um, Olin with the 68 was pretty good. Um, I think he was robbed a try at the start anyway as well. Uh, would have been nice if he <laughs> got another one in there. But um, Brandon Smith, uh, pretty quiet for him at 54, you know, this week. Um, and obviously Pappenhausen with the limited minutes only came on and didn't really make a dent out there. 10 points, which is, you know, a pretty average score uh over the other side uh there wasn't anything really super cohen has got 69 i think that includes a try um and you know lolo 47 will be disappointing for for owners for sure um and i don't know if there's anyone else that they would have in that would have in your team but 47's unders big time for um for lolo they were using him like in little tiny stints lots of tiny stints i don't know it's just weird up there for me um, Souths had a ripper of a game against um, the Warriors, just full of attack. And Damian Cook, Cookie, oh, thank God. Cookie, he's back with a big score, 148, sensational. Got me a, you know, I think that was the reason why the difference between a 13 or 1400 for me and getting up to the 1500, uh, Cook finally delivers. And it's good to see him running and setting up tries and, you know, getting people over the line close to the try line. Uh, Sewer was good for a 120. No one's going to have him really. Murray was outstanding with a 117, but you know, and he's a great option for the run home. But you know, a little less good now with he's got his suspension. So you you just got Murray into your team, and you're like, yeah, I've got an enormous score out of him. But then you're going to have him sitting, you know, uh, one to two. Latrell Mitchell was good. Got the ton 108. Uh, Tom, big Tom Purgis. He got up for two tries. 101. Good score. Koloa Matangi, he's a good he, he's a good line runner, that Koloa Matangi. 99, good score. The Source, 89, good score. Uh, Cody Walker, 84. I mean, I think it looked like he was doing more out there, really, than an 84. Um, I think that sometimes, you know, sometimes I think he might just, they might miss him a bit in, in the scores or they don't get a, give it, give it, tick the box for him on a few of the things that he does out there. But uh, 84 is not a terrible score, you know, in the in the 5-8 position. But, um, yeah, anyway. Um, Gagai was good with 73, um, you know, and, and uh, terrible scores in there. Tani Milne, you know, he got the start out there, and so people were reinvigorated because he originally was named on the bench. But um, 24 is not going to float your boat too much, really, I don't think. Uh, over the other side, um, Reese Walsh of 34, you know, and he, he did reel out of that tackle. Um, I think it was Luttrell um, got him. Uh, 30, 37. Oh, no, 30. Uh, yeah, 34. Um, the guy that I said might be a possibility at the Radley price in um, Tavanga at 35 is definitely, you know, dodge a bullet there, I think. I don't know what his minutes were. Um, but 
yeah, I've gone off him. If you, yeah, if he came and bang out a, a 75 80 this week, I would have been like, hmm, you know, like I, how I felt about him last week, where I was like, if he gets the minutes, um, but look, 60 points get scored. There's no wonder that all the scores for the Warriors were pretty down. Um, you know, you've got AFB got a 37, you've got Lodge getting a 42, you know, Nicarima 58's not terrible. Um, Josh Curran's a nice little, you know, scorer. In he's, he's very super coach friendly player, sixty seven. But you know the top score for the Warriors was was sixty nine, which is, you know, it's a shellacking. They got a bloody shellacking. Um, you had the uh, Sea Eagles over the, you know, the West Tigers. I think they were, you know, they probably, um, I don't know. Yeah, it was it was a lot of points scored in this game and. You know, I don't think, um, you know, I don't think uh, my choice of Tommy Turbo captain was went as well as I'd hoped it had. Um, 87 for Turbo, which is, you know, as a captain, it's not a, you know, it's not a write-off fail. But, I mean, if you're ballsy enough to captain DCE with these big 172, you have a ripping score this week. But Morgan Harper got over for Pies, 141. Uh, Tommy, you know, as a captain, 87. It's, you know, it's a pass. You want, I want to get... Captains to get a hundred. It's close enough. Um, Schuster was, you know, solid without being fantastic with a sixty-four. Um, you know, Tapao fifty-four. You know, sixty minimums in the front row. Ruben Garrick was unders, but you know, forty-one in the center wing is not shit shit. But um, you know, you, you you're kind of hoping and thought that in this West Tigers matchup that he might get over for some tries, and I think a lot of those points came in goals. Um, the big Ola Akatau Hamoli, 49, probably a bit lower than people would have been hoping for when they brought him in. Um, but you know, uh, you'll, you'll, you know, you'll take a 49 this week and then hopefully next week he goes and bashes out a 70, 80, you know, uh, over the other side, Jake Little, he's like that backup hooker that just kept scoring well. I mean, what, what has he scored ever since? You know, people kept him for the for the buy. Let's have a look. You know that round thirteen one. He 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 doesn't get back. You know. Oh yeah, I suppose. Where is he? Yeah, so he got seventy five, sixty nine, forty one, sixty nine, forty four. So it's either forties or sixties. You know, sixty seventy. So you know, it's a good score this game. I think he got over for a try, um, which was good. Um, Dewey. I brought him in. Um, I brought him in in the fullback position. 80 points. Um, you know, he got the big ton last week and, you know, would have been nice for 100. But again, scores of 80, you know, you're not going to be too unhappy about. And um, he was, he's very busy out there. He's got a good super coach friendly game. And I just think that that's probably his average. I, I think he's going to average at least 80, you know, for the rest of the year. And you'll get those games three tons up as well. Um... What do we got? No Faluma with a 56 is okay, but not fantastic. Um, Utica Mano, 48, started in the front row. Um, yeah, that's it. From that one. Um, oh, gee, the Panthers made it hard work against the Broncos, didn't they? The Broncos are on the improve. Payne has tunned up. Um, I think he's, you know, we, we pegged a while ago that, you know, if you can go on IPAP and Hass front row, you, you're laughing. And Hass has been outperforming IPAP in recent weeks. Um, we, we often say with Hass, you know, he can 
get 60s, 70s, but and even 80s, but we, you don't ever going to see a ton from him. But big ton this week, um, and you know other good scores over uh, on the Broncos side. Not really, um, you know they they don't have any superstars in there. You got Jordan Ricky is the next best with 64. Um, Katoni Stag 43. You probably would be hoping for a little more from him uh, when you brought him in at that price. Um, over the other side, Brian Toto. He just keeps on keeping on that. He's an immense talent. Um, 87, a good score. Viliami Kikau has been good in the last few weeks, you know, in, in three, four weeks. Um, 73. And on those matchups, you know, against the lesser teams, you, you almost guarantee you get out for a pie. Um, Stephen Crichton was good with a 73. JFH, there's a good, you know, meat and potatoes front row score, 72. Um, yep, and, you know, the bad scores in there, um, you know, obviously Yo got knocked out, and Burton, 26, a lot of people would have been playing him and thinking now that he's back in the centre wing, it'd be all right. Luai, 33, is not ideal. Um, you know, if you're getting outscored by bloody stains. But, um, yeah, you know, they made it hard work, the old um, Panrath. Um the Gold Coast got the job done against St. George. David Fafita came off the bench, 109. You can't complain about that. Um, it's been, we've been missing that from Big Dave. Um, so it's good. The, you know, the young fella on his debut there, the halfback, an 83, good. Um, Baju, the beast, he was in the 200s there. And, you know, before I decided to go Dewey, I was going to just go AJ down to... Um, the beast, Mar- Marju, and I was going to have him as a backup, you know, fifth or fourth or fifth, uh, sorry, fifth or sixth um, center wing, um, you know, at the price of 200000 and pocket, you know, some 600 k you know, Cleary type money. But um, I decided to go to the Dewey route instead. Um, but, you know, he, he's a little, he's not a little, he's a bloody weapon. Um, over the other side, you know, you, you didn't have anything above 64. That Matt Fear guy, Dufty with a 63. Um, people would have Ben Hunt, and that's a couple of 40s in a row. 48 for him would have been a bit disappointing. Um, you know, Brian Kelly, I don't know if people have still got him in their team. How many, how many people own him? He is owned by, oh, 2%, so nothing. But he was a high, you know, more highly owned, I think, at a certain point. But um, he, he got a shit score. Um... Yeah, nothing else that really sticks out to me is a big, you know, surprising thing. Um, and then in the last game, um, the the Sharks against the Bulldogs, uh, Luke Thompson must have got a pie in there. Surely I missed this game, obviously. 113, what a what a wonderful prize for owners. He's 18% owned and everyone would have played him too. So you'd just be laughing with that big uh, big ton from the, the big Englishman. I'll tell you what, I, I really like him. I think he's a great player. Um, what have you got over there? There's nothing. He's the only one that we've... we, we like The only person from the Bulldogs is Thompson, you know, and there you go, you've got a ton. Uh, a lot of people were interested in Ockenbaugh. Um Where is he? 24, so no good. Um, over the other side... Uh, Katoa, you know, I, th- I know someone, you know, one of the really good players in Supercoach that took a flyer on on Sione Katoa, because um, he can find a trial and he's a good finisher, really good finisher, and oh, I hope whoever that is, I don't know who it is, but congratulations, and enjoy that 117, you bloody well earned it, 
Um, Talakai, you know, if you're a poor old long-suffering Talakai owner, I doubt you that anyone was playing him, <laughs> unless you were desperate. But uh, but 82 is a good score. Um, you know, SJ53 before he went off with an injury. Um, and, um, you know, just in the little bit that I caught there on the TV as I came in from being out, it looks like it could be, you know, he's had problems with those hammies. So you've got to put a line through him, I think. Um and I think that that solves it for me. My, my move to go Dewey and, and bring in three premiums. So a premium fullback, Dewey into my 5'8", and, and Nathan Cleary probably. You know, I've gonna, I'm have i going to have the funds to do that with my, you know, with my final trades, which is really good. Um, you know, but um, hopefully Moylan's back for them. But um, yeah, that's, that's the games. All right, so good scores and shit scores done. Uh, hopefully the next bit that we get will be me talking to my guest um, and we'll be back in a little while. All right, well, I'm back and I am on the line with my first ever guest and very good friend, Kevin. How are you, mate? Not bad yourself? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. We're just talking off air at the old poor dragons woes. The Raiders are on the same points as them now, I think, on the ladder. We've just got a slightly worse for and against. I don't think you have to worry about uh, finishing below the Dragons. Oh, yeah. Well, the Raiders have got one of the toughest runs home, mate, ever. So, oh, I think uh, Saints have South twice, Penrith. Yeah, all right. Uh, well, we'll probably both drop out. I think <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll both drop out. I think uh, in the latter, I mean, I think it's probably how it is now. Maybe who, who do you think is going to come in and take um, the eighth spot? Maybe the Titans. Uh, we'll get it. They've got a pretty good the run. Is everyone's so bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. It doesn't matter. Just making up the numbers in eighth anyway. But I mean, anyway. So we won't really cover too much because we're talking super coach. But these are the questions that I'm going to ask you this week. You know, just fire away for the listeners. How's your year going? Like, um, you know, what? How's your rank looking for the year overall? Oh, it's my worst uh, super coach season to date. I haven't even looked at ranks. That's how bad it is. <laughs> um, all the plays that I pulled off, they worked. And then with this chaotic season and the suspensions and the injuries, uh, they backfired a week or two too early and too late. Mm. And do you have have you? Obviously, for me, for instance, I'm I was in 1078th last week, and I've got a big uh, 1523 this week. Um, which is a good score, I think, for this week. Um, so I think I'll go nicely into the top 1,000. But um, what about yourself? Yeah, no, nah, I'm nowhere near it. Uh, I honestly wouldn't have a clue what I'm ranked. I haven't looked at the ranks this year. And and how your score this week? You go all right or? I went past 1,200 because I went in uh, with the strategy of carrying AJ for auto-emergency purposes and to save a trade. Mm. And if the... Um, Auto emergency scenario didn't work out. I had the backup of uh, bringing Peachy in as a as a backup. Yeah, well, I I, I sold AJ this week. I went to um to Dewey as as a loner in fullback and to wait and have a look at Paps and see if he comes back strong. But um, Dewey bung out at 80, 80 points, so that's all right. Um, my next question would be: so not having the best year. I mean, normally you really you're just like a bloody layer you have like really good strong years so that probably leads into my next question have you found this year i I found this year a really hard year in super coach just with 
you know, like because we had the crackdown and we had suspensions and the amount of times I had to like get rid of people the week after I got them or, you know, like the Tohu debacle and I brought in Corey Thompson injured and I've lost, you know, on suspensions and that it's just been hard this year to actually save trades, I think, and to hit the buys as well as you could have. And it's just been a harder year to navigate, I think, with all of, I guess, the carnage, but the, the crackdown on the rules and the way that the games opened, you know, where you get fullback scoring 200s and the swings, the huge swings when you're just picking a, I don't know, a mug on the bench because you've got to cover an injury and then one of their players goes and bungs out a 200. It's just like, well, I think this year more people have given up earlier in the year. You know, like I've never heard you sound like this this early, you know, at this point in the year, if you know what I mean. Yeah, 100%. Look, like you're exactly right. I think maybe Supercoach might have to review this um additional trades for next season with the new rules because just for the sheer fact of the suspensions and the change of the pace of the game, people are going down a lot faster. Uh, I made the uh, really bold move early on in dumping Teddy for Dufty, which was a little mini masterstroke, and (laughs) Dufty was really ripping it at the time. And then, unfortunately for me, the ones that... um, Pappenhausen went down and then everyone shifted to Tommy and my Tommy plan wasn't for another couple of weeks and it was basically season over. Mm, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, yeah. I mean, I know people that are like, oh, I just missed Hines, he got too expensive, you know, and um, I missed out on Garrick because he got too expensive and this year, you know, we, we had an IPAP and just in such a quick amount of time, these players just became out of reach, you know, and... Um, yeah, it's just been a tough old a tough old year, I think, to navigate. And I think, um, look, I do know that the Tommy Sangster and the and the guys in there are looking at some tweaks for next year. Um, obviously, we have no idea what those tweaks are going to be um, to the rules, but I know that there's going to be some changes coming because I think that yeah, we're probably in a situation now this year where it has become a little too hard to navigate in there just because of the way the game is. Well, if you're looking at next year, good luck fielding a strong seven, uh, 25 from the beginning of the year. You're going to have blokes all sitting on a million dollars and your team's going to suffer somewhere. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's going to be so many players in the 900s and that, that you can't... Like, you, you, every year you're just like, all right, I'll put, I'll I'll start with Teddy Turbo. I'll get Cook in. Or, you know, it was Cook at the time or, or Cameron Smith. And, you know, and I'll go Lolo or, or, and Cleary. You know, you, you, you're definitely going to have to... You, you're going to have to cut your guns. Like, you, the amount of guns that you could start, unless they put the salary cap up. You know, which is a, is a big possibility, I guess. But yeah, I just thought I'd ask you that question because I think that this year has has been harder. It's been harder year. Um, all right, next question is: What do you? What, if you had to classify, would it be t- Turbo there, the biggest mistake of the year, just missing out on him on holding yeah. off too long? Yeah, yeah. Um, and be- uh, best success. Oh, best success. Well, it was the Dufty move when it happened. Um, he was pulling out 140s, 120s. Uh, the swing in money I had, I went with the Guffo-Teddy combo at the time and I was winning nine out of nine leagues for like three or four consecutive weeks. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, injuries and suspensions and the the Pappenhausen injury really hurt. Him going down and everyone shifting to Tommy, mm. I, uh, I found myself coming up against... Tommy every week when he ripped it and then the following week 
I'd outscore every single one of those players by two, three hundred. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I mean, I know I'm in a lot of the cashies with, with you. I think I'm. I look pretty solid to make every final, all the finals. I'm. I'm I've been 10, 10 leagues, and I think I'm going to make the finals for all of them, which is really good. Yeah, I think I'll scrape into four to five. Yeah, oh, that's not too bad. Uh, all right. Well, just on planning for the run home, you know, I think that people are probably at threes and fours trades-wise, a lot of them. Some people have had to burn. But I'm just going to throw some names at you, and I want to get your vote on who you reckon. Like, just nice and simple, you know, like, because there's people that, I mean, even I'm deciding between some of these players, but I just want to see who, what your expert opinion is on this person versus this person. So we've got Pap, Paps versus Ponga versus Teddy for the run home. Uh, I was... um a big fan of finishing my year with Tommy and Ponga. I just don't think you can have Ponga. Uh, the Knights are way too inconsistent. Adam Bryan is still a mug. Um, and he, he did have that sternum, which, I mean, he was on the field. Was He He went off before the game started, but he, he didn't churn out a big score this week at all. He looked like it. He, he seemed to look like he was attacking pretty well. But, yeah, I mean, it's definitely got to be worrying with the sternum. But, you know, Teddy as well, he, he's starting to fire. Out of those three, I, I, I believe Teddy Teddy's the one to go. Uh, Pappenhausen, as good as he is, um, he looked in the dusty. Storm setup, he looked a bit rusty. But the concern with someone sitting out twelve weeks with a head knock is it's just one knock away from his season being over. Mm. And um, I do do like the less Storm players in the run home because you can guarantee they're going to pull ten or twelve players out in the last round of the season. Yeah, and I mean, look, I just, after this round, I was always, for me, 100%, I'm going to finish with um, Teddy and, and Paps. Paps was getting hundred big hundreds in the start of the year, and I just felt like the way he plays, like just you're the speed in the middle of the ruck, you know, following the play, I, I he's just so good at it. But if if anything, watching that game on the weekend, I was I was like, oh, he didn't come back. He, he's got some confidence issues out there with the, with the contact, so... Um, I think out of those three, maybe at the moment Teddy's got his head nudged in front, and yeah, I think Teddy, Teddy and Tommy's the way to go. Uh, uh, Pappenhausen will pick that up, but and in the storm setup, it's just how long can you wait? Yeah. So, all right. Well, it's interesting to know. Um, all right. Here's another one for you, which is interesting: Cleary versus anyone else, even two players, because virtually Cleary's money is worth two premium players. Would you be trying to get Cleary back in to your team to nail your head-to-head finals? Um, I've, I'm, oh, sorry. Yeah, or would you would you go anyone else, you know, like a Hughes or a DCE or you know two players? In 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 normal super coach seasons, there is no one else but Cleary to have. Uh, unfortunately, I've taken the punt that I don't believe he will come back and finish the season. He will come back, but is he going to be the same player? And is it going to take one tackle and then he's gone for the rest of the year? So I've I've taken the punt. And obviously, trade limitation is is a factor. So I've taken the punt that I won't be running with Cleary. For those that are going to try and get Cleary back, um, I'd be waiting to a good two or three weeks. If he does come back against the Storm, he ain't going to churn out a big score. Storm are notorious for keeping halfbacks down, um, and you could get him about 100, 200k cheaper. But there is no other halfback. But in this season, I would not be against going DCE. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he banged out a big 150 this week, and Manly's got a big, you know, good run home. So I'm just thinking, like, if you're not going to go, like, because Sean Johnson obviously went down with the hammy, and he's been very underwhelming anyway. But I think that for people, they might be like, well, I'm going to... F- I think that the, the, the this year, two-gun fullbacks... You know, backup gun halves and and uh, and and a good center wing bench. You know, so that's what, that's who my reserves are: one fullback, one center wing, and and one halfback, one one five eight. And I think that they're the ones that can go the big one fifties or hundreds. Um, and to me, I think if I finish off the year, I'd have Hughes and um, Cleary and Dewey and Walker, and that's a sexy halves combo. You know. Yeah, the Tigers' run is appealing. Yeah. Um, and another lunatic Madge. Don't know why he shifted him out of the five eight position from the get go. I think you would have found that uh, Dooley's ownership would have been very high. Yeah. Until he moved him out. Yeah. I mean, I I pulled the trigger this week because I just thought to myself, with my final trades, I'm just going to bring in three out and out guns, out and out guns, and. Uh, I can afford all three of them. So uh, I can make a decision. I, I agree with you. I think um, next week, if, if Cleary does come back, the mail is that he may not even, he's not looking likely to be next week. I don't know if that's Ducks and Drakes, but one way or another, if he comes back next week next week with his million dollar and 66,000 price tag, you'd love, if he came down 100 or 120K, it makes the decision much easier, I think, for people who've got some cash to get, get Cleary back. But yeah, there are those unknowns. How does he come back? But I mean, how long has he been out for? They, they do. The, the talk is positive that he's training well and he's, you know, he's he's looking good. But like you said, it's a shoulder and you don't know how he's, you know, even if he comes back just popping balls and he handles the ball, you know, make, even if you take 20 or 30% off him for ball handling, you know, the amount he handles the ball, that'd be a big downturn in him, you know. So, yeah, it is a, it's a worrying or concerning thing for potential you know, for, for potential buyers, is what if he doesn't come back the same? I, what I hope happens is I hope he comes back against the Storm. He looks pretty good out there and fit, but naturally, because it's the Storm, they keep him down and he loses a bit of money. That's my ideal. Yeah, look, that, that's 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 what I think a lot of people have for because cash-wise and trade-wise, people probably would have spent a bit of the money that they had sitting aside waiting for him and uh, might find it a bit hard to bring him back in. Um but if I'm if I'm Ivan Cleary thinking about the bigger picture, Melbourne Storm are the best at singling out people. They're going to run Kamakamika at him. They're going to run Big Nelson at him. They're going to run every single big, tough bopper at him, because at the end of the day, it's a Melbourne versus Penrith Grand Final. There's no one else that can touch them. The rest are just making up the numbers, in my opinion, and they will take the opportunity to end his season. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, we'll go nice and quick for these ones so I can get to my game show. Um, Harry Grant or any other hooker? <laughs> Anyone? Would you, if you're looking to upgrade in your hooker position, just say you've got Braley Watson, would you flip the go switch on Grant or or, or nothing or anyone else appeal to you? Uh, I have two other options. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Brandon Smith. Yeah. For the sheer fact that Hammy's are an issue if you don't get them right, and they seem to be an issue for Harry Grant this season. I think it's the second or third time he's gone down with a hammy. The first time he went down, he re-aggravated in training and extended. Mm. Uh, he was supposed to be right for origin. He never got right for origin. He's tweaked it again. It's probably going to be an ongoing issue for him. So Brandon Smith appeals to me because even when Harry Grant does come on... He's still going to get Brandon's, good minutes. 
He's still going to get the minutes in the second row or the back row. And he's just work rate and the ability to bust tackles and beat people for 60 minutes. Um, I don't think you can go wrong with him. And the other one is uh, Damian Cook. As you saw uh, this week when he finally decides to run out of dummy heart, he can be unstoppable. Mm. And he does face the Dragons twice in the final five weeks of the comp. Yeah, well, I brought him in last week, and I it was very. I thought against the Bulldogs, I know it was post-Origin, he didn't bung out a very good score at all and didn't take any runs, but it was absolutely sexy time watching him run this week and get a big score. So he's definitely an option, but, I mean, is the real cookie going to continue on? You know, but that's always going to be the question, but uh, he was good this week. Um, Cody versus Dewey. Just imagine if you're... You know, you just say in your 5'8", you've got Munster, and you're looking for someone to pair it f- with him. Who would you prefer out of, well, Cody, Dewey, or Munster? Like, if you had to pick one of those to add to your other one, who, who do you think is the best option? Uh, Cody, uh, once again, Souths play Dragons two times in the final five weeks of the comp. Cody does love to belt the Dragons. Mm. I mean, I like Cody and I like Dewey. I think there's every possibility that Dewey might... They've got a really good run from now on, really, the Tigers. And I think he's he likes to ho- hog the ball. He, he can do set up, set up a lot of tries. And he's a goal kicker. So I think he's a good option. I probably... I think the Mad Dog, his big one fifty days are out. I haven't. I don't. I don't think with all the talent they have in his, in their team that I can see him getting those. You know, maybe hundred. I think is his best score, and I think he'll get there sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Don't disagree there. I just think, uh, look, nothing wrong with Dooley as an option. It was just uh, I probably prefer. Cody. Yeah, Cody's Dooley. got the class. I mean, he he down dated twenty points. He lost a try assist. Um, Oh, line break assist probably to today. Um, I was out, so I didn't see you know what, or see the updates or anything. I just came in and looked at the scores as they were. Um, all right, so AJ versus the Fox versus any other option. Do you were you you're obviously someone who's holding AJ for when he comes I'm, back. I'm holding AJ because I believe he'll be back. And and again, the, the theme of um, Souths playing Dragons twice. I think it's. Um, it's good for, for South players. Uh, and the other reason being is that with Pappenhausen back, Hines is an easy downgrade to accommodate bringing in Adokar mm. and, and potentially um, paint us. Yeah, 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 good. I mean, I suggested to people the Fox last week, and he got a good score this week. All right, and the last couple that I've got is Maddo versus Murray. Obviously, Murray's going to be suspended now. He, he's going to have a week or two out. Um, but if you were... Looking for one of those to, to, to carry home? Who would you pick? Uh, both of them have um, hit some good form. Mm. Um, he, well, I, I, I'd go Murray uh, once again. Uh, their run, they face the Dragons twice. Um, if someone goes down, he has the ability to shift in, into the centres as he's you know scored a play last week in the centres, and I think he went close this week. Mm. He did get a play this week, actually. Um and uh, I find Parramatta's run yeah run run is hard is a lot tougher. Matto may not get those tries and line breaks that he's um getting against the weaker teams against strong defender team strong defensive teams. 
Yeah, the Raiders got over a mistake. Yes, go the Green Machine. Um, now, yeah, I think they're both um, good options. Obviously, it puts a bit of a snag in people's plans because if they're looking to move now, they've always got to wait for Murray now. Um, I think Maddo's, you know, he looks like he's hit his, his straps this year. And I think I'm... I think he's. It's worth the gamble that he's going to st- stay on good minutes. Now, the the reason why I've sort of been a bit down on him is because, until recent times, very recent times, he was doing forty and fifty minutes, and it looks like there looked like there was a forwards rotation. Um, and in the last few weeks, he's been getting really good minutes, um, and which is where you, where you see the best out of Maddo. Now, it must be known that they've lost obviously that Niakore. He's he looks like he's out long term. Um, meniscus or something i think but um that he's he gets pretty good minutes off the bench because he's actually a bloody weapon i really like him as a player but i think maddo's minutes will be good all right and the final one tpj is obviously going to line up now filling in for jfh um at the panthers for the remainder of the year um and if at that price point i want to know tpj or lolo i didn't like the way that old mate um the cowboys used lolo this week in those little spurts yeah, look, uh, TPJ, I've always liked him. Uh, he's not in my team this year. I don't like him in the second row because I just find he gets gassed and he gets a bit lazier. As a front row rotation, when he comes on for those 20, 30-minute stints, he's just a points-per-minute machine. So, yeah, TPJ would be the way to go for that one. All right. Good, good. Okay, so that's that's all the questions that I want. I think there's some good advice there. I think they're all... You know, I think they're good options. I think in the fullback position, there's a little bit of some doubt cast over a few players. I think that, um, you know, there's there's an option now for people, you know, for Cleary, I think that probably wasn't there before because, um, you know, I think there's people that have cashed out whatever, enoughed out Tohu or something, and they've just flushed with cash. This year, I've, cash has been so easy, you know, so... Um, all right, and now I'm going to move on to the, what I'm going to finish the show off with, and it's Mike Ado's quiz, Ado's quiz show, <laughs> and it's they're all super coach related things. No cheating, I trust you, so I'm not going to I'm not going to doubt you. Not going to be cheating and looking it up on the on the app, um, but they're all super coach related questions. Now it's not including this round that hasn't lockout has occurred, so it's the results that were on the board as of you know last completed round. Okay? Okay. So, my first question is, which front row forward has scored the most tries this year? And if you, um, you know, front row available player um, has, has scored the most tries this year, and you'll get a bonus point if you can say, put who was in second. Wow. Front row that scored the most tries this year. Yep. I'll give you a clue. They're, they're both of the first and second on the list, uh, front row, and they're dual. They're front row, second row. But Jill. Okay. Uh, I'm going to have a stab and I'm going to go TPJ. Bum bum. Yeah. That'd be my second. Yep. And I mean, you uh, can just, you can just, um, you, you can guess anyone, you know, if you get one of them, if, if it's one of the names, you'll be, you'll be sweet. Almost MVP of the year, I reckon. MVP of the year? MVP front rower of the year, yeah. I've gone blank. Uh... He 
Used to play for the Warriors. Used to play for the Warriors. Well, I'm not doing that well, am I? Uh... <laughs> you're you're going to laugh when I, when, I, when I cut you off. Okay, used to play for the Warriors. Uh... No, I've got nothing. All right. And well, well, you'll miss the points on there. The uh, the the leader of the most tries scored this year, the front row is is Isaiah Papali'i. Oh my god, <laughs> he's scored seven tries. He loves to sniff out a try. He's in my team at all, and, and he's uh, in no. my draft team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's hard when you're doing it when you uh, someone asks you a question. You're like, "Fuck, who is it? I don't know." All right, so you get none of the two points there. Um, the second uh, highest front row s- tries this year is actually. Um, Ben Murdoch Masilla, he's got over for six tries, a lot of tries earlier in the year, and he's oh, yeah he gets over for a lot of tries. Um, all right, the next. See, I, I was just focusing on front rowers. I wasn't focusing yeah. on the back row. Yeah, because I mean this year that's been the thing. You play your you play these duels, the second row forwards who you know you can pick in the front row. All right, now here's the next one. Which player who is a forward has the most tackle breaks this year? Most points in tackle breaks. I'm gonna go with Papalihi. That's incorrect. Okay. It's another big tackle-breaking weapon. Uh, had, a, had a good game today. Luke Thompson. No. <laughs> Fedoweka. David Fafita, then. It is. It's Fafita. It's David Fafita. Yeah. He, he... Once again, I keep focusing on front rollers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, so you get no point for that, but we'll go. And now the next one is the most tackle breaks, and it's a, an outside back. Most tackle breaks for an outside uh, Corey Thompson? Oh, he got injured for a while, so it wouldn't be him. Mm. Oh, it could still be. He's pretty here. It'd be in mm. everyone's team, this bloke. <sighs> Center, most tackle breaks. Any outside back? Yeah, yeah, if you can pick uh, him in uh, well, he, he's he's uh, well, yeah. I mean, full fullbacks, but no, it's actually Brian Toto. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a tackle busting, you know, weapon, and he's you know he's only not far behind uh, David Fafita. David Fafita made two hundred twenty six points in tackle breaks this year, and Brian Toto one hundred eighty two. Yep. Um, who has the lowest average uh, this year, uh, but having played a minimum of five games? Now, this is a hard question. And I'm going to give you clues for it. Um, the the lowest average for a player who's had five is a benchy reserve hooker for the Melbourne Storm, who's like filled in, you know, smoothie. Filled is his in. Name Aaron Smooth or whatever his name is. He and he's been doing it recently. Been doing it recently. Yeah. Filling in for the Storm recently. Ah. First name Aaron. Isn't Aaron Smooth? Is that or? Booth? Yeah, I'll give you Booth, that. Booth. Yeah, Sorry, that's, that's the one I was thinking of. They yeah. called him. Isn't his nickname they've got Tyson. No, they've got Tyson Smoothie as well. But I think you were oh, trying okay. to find Booth. That's the one I was talking about. Yeah. Booth, yeah, he's played five games and he obviously gets very limited minutes. Thirteen point four is his average. And the other one is somebody who is a West Tigers cheapie who we all thought was going to have an absolute gangbuster of the year. And Sean Bloor. Sean Bloor. He's. You know, just been stuck in teams. And I think they've had some injuries um, to Garner, so he might come in. But if he does come in, maybe he plays big minutes in the second row, hopefully. But, um, yeah, so there you go. You get two points for that. 
I think that the, the, the booth and the blore were good answers. All right. Um, who this year has, and this is not including this round, um, who has made the most 100s? And this is, the, uh, you know, um, first and second, you know, like who, who's made the most 100s this year? Most 100s? Yeah. I mean, it'd be a stab in the dark from the usual people who go large, you know? Cleary is equal first with this person. So, yes, you can have that. Equal first with this one other person. Prolific 100 getter. A prolific 100 getter. Yeah, nearly every game they've played. I'm going to have to say Tommy. Yeah, Tommy Turbo with seven. So, Cleary and Turbo, uber consistent. That's kind of an advertisement for the old, do you want to bring Cleary back in? As long as he comes in relatively healthy, he goes 100. Oh, would have been the harder one to get out of those two. Yeah, definitely, because I mean he's been out for for a while now. I'll give you a bonus um, point for somebody who surprised everybody playing for Manly, who has six one hundreds. Playing for Manly and's got six one hundreds. Ruben Garrick. Yeah, boom. So there you go. You got a three three there. <laughs> Yeah, Garrick, mate, he can go big tons. I mean, T- Tommy Turbo's back this week, but Garrett, lucky Garrick kicks goals because he didn't seem to get any luck this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and an honourable mention this year was... Um, Fafita would have been up there, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, he's got a... F- uh, if we counted today, he, he, he'd he be in there. Um, 500. Someone's got... Uh, can't, I can't even read my own writing. Um, all right, well, here's the last question. Um... This one's obviously worth worth five. Who are the top five owned players in Supercoach right now? Oh, and if you can get any of them, any of them in there, you grab a point. All right, top five owned players. Uh, Tommy. Tommy is the third highest owned player. Yes, correct. Papalihi. Papalihi is the most owned player in the game. Correct. So we've got first and third. Who's second most owned player, you reckon? I'm just trying to think. Hooker. No, probably not. Mm. Halves. Clear he's out. Not him. Too many options at second fullback. 5 8. I'm going to say a centre winger. That's pretty much it. Brian Toto. Yep, Brian Toto is the second most owned player in the game. So you've got first, second, and third. Now you need fourth. Fourth is a forward. He's he's already featured in this this quiz. Already featured in this quiz. Oh, forgot the questions. Uh, Started off the year and got like way too expensive for most people to bring him in, but then, you know, it came down in price. Had a good game today. Mm. 
I was about to say Luke Thompson because I keep thinking of his <laughs> game. Uh, I'm pitching this quiz. Yep, the most owned forwards, he'd be IPAP and who? Fafita? Yep. <laughs> you got it. Well, he, didn't really fe- he didn't really feature in the quiz because he was about there. Yeah, but he that, got... That he, threw me off a bit. Yeah, he was tackle breaks. Um, oh, yeah, sorry. And the last one is uh, the fifth player, the fifth highest owned player, um, is a half. Is a half? Yeah. Oh, half or five eight, yeah. Half or five eight dual position. Well, they're not dual, this person. Okay. But they're in the half. They're either a half or five eight. Fifth most owned player. Yeah, look, I had him there. I'm just going to go with Cody Walker, I reckon. Yeah, Cody Walker. Yeah. Yeah, Cody's owned by, you know, 40, 40%. No, he's not a pod at all. Uh, maybe that you'd go, what's Dewey owned, you know? Like, even just for pod action to move up the ladder, you know? But um, Dewey's probably going up over the last couple of weeks. All right, let's let's have a look at your scores in there. You got five in that last one. You got three. Is eight. You got ten. You got a score of eleven out of eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen. So you got off to a rough start, but you got eleven out of sixteen, which is pretty bloody good, I think. You came home with a wet sail, and I'm gonna, you know, each time I have a guest on the show, I'm gonna put them on and give them the same. Not the same questions, but I'll give them the same amount of points and see who gets the highest score for the year. So, so far, you're the leader. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well... I believe I got the Papa Lee one wrong at the beginning. Yeah, I know. And you, when you think about it, you're like, oh, yeah, who, who is the most yeah, owned? I, just just like... at, I was thinking front row, front row, front row, not <laughs> super coach, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's all right. You've still got a good score. And look, uh, I want to thank you very much for coming on the show. Um, look, it sucks, and, and I'm going to send out my love to you that you have not having a great year. But like you said, if you make some of those cashies finals, and you know, once you're in the finals, you know, you're every chance, and you know, you might be able to scrape out of this year with some cash at least out of it, make up, you know, get something out of it. Yeah. All right. Never over thoughts over. Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, I'm making a charge into the top one thousand. I mean, I'm kind of this year playing a combo of overall and sort of head to head, but I don't think I've made any decisions. On a head-to-head. Like, I've not brought in anyone last minute to beat winning a head-to-head, and I've hardly ever mucked around with my bench, you know, players or anything. I've only maybe done it with VC and C sometimes to throw people off, but I haven't really played funny buggers in head-to-heads yet. But, you know, I suppose when you're in the top 1,000, you might as well just keep playing, try to finish as high as you can, you know? Yeah, well, like I was mentioning earlier in one of our threads, um, it's the um, the auto brain snaps have disappeared this year because you're a pretty strong player most years, and then... It is when you try to go away from what works and play those. Um... Yeah, I get too cute and play freaking yeah. like a wild man. Yeah, but this year I've held trades. I think I've made mostly, you know, educated choices, and I, th- I think it's worked out well for me. I think every year I just burn through my trades, and you know, it's almost like I get to these head-to-head semis, and I can't even trade or can't do anything if any tragedy happens. And you know, I'm going in with a team that's like. It's limping, you know, it's really limping. But at the moment, you know, like I said, I've got three more guns. Well, Dewey's one of my guns. We've got two more guns to bring in. And I think each week I'm going to have a strong 22 players, 23. And I've still got playable others as well. I've got hardly any enoughs. But, you know, I'm going to have a real, some really great strong options to pick in, in finals. Like, I was up in a, in the Turbo's Hammies Cup, you know, comp with Kane, Kane Anderson there my co-admin and um 
you know, I sat Sean Johnson and, and he played Sean Johnson and, you know, he it nearly would have come. He was off to a great start before he got the hammy and I played Cook because, you know, that, that was who I had in dummy half and he played Braley and then Cook just went, you know, the big 100. So, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, you, you just make, make decisions of you've got a good, good um, you know, good team to make lots of decisions on who you'd like to play and who you'd like to sit. Which is probably a good place to be in, I think, in Supercoach. You have some options rather than being desperate and having no one. You're just playing the only 17 that you can find. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, that's been my strategy every year, always having a strong 22 players. And uh, I haven't quite got there this year. And um, it hurts at the back end. Yeah, I think this, you know, in this week or two, because, I mean, last week we would have had AJ go down and Tohu, and I think people would have been using last trades. So I think the competition's about to get really interesting. I just really, because people are going to be out. So if something, like just say someone brought in Murray this week and, or, you know, this week with their last trade and now he's out for one to two weeks, that's where it all, it's all going to start now. The people that used the max traded and, and, and have run out. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, all right. Well, thanks for coming on. I'll let you get back to it. I know you've got a nice big house full of kids, and uh, I really appreciate your time. And it's just been good. To, I mean, I sound like um, I love you. I, I do love you. It's good to hear your voice. Pleasure as always, <laughs> All right, mate. I'll talk to you soon, and, and we'll get you back on. Uh, I don't know if we'll get you this year because we're getting down to the end of it, but we'll 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 um, we'll, we'll get you on next time. We, we Certainly whenever we can. No worries, mate. Nice. Thanks, buddy. Have a good night, See eh? Ya. Okay, you bye. Too. All right, well, that was Kev. Uh, you know, he got off to a dusty old start in the quiz there, but um, it is hard. I mean, it's like when, when you someone's quizzing you, you just deer in the headlights, you know, IPAP. Anyway, but look, guys, this um, round, I think that the par is probably a 1350. Um, you know, I think, you know, anything above that's going to see, hopefully, some green arrows. It's going to be getting interesting now. Um you know, as we run home, people who have got trades up their sleeves and can make strategic moves and bring in guns and finish off the year. Some people, you don't have options because you spend them and, and you're doing the old, I'll ride it out and hopefully I don't get heaps of injuries. But look, whatever whatever game you're playing, fingers crossed it, it works out well for you. Shout out to Tim Moody, who was in first going into this round, um, you know, I hope that he's had a good enough round, you know, mate, to, to stay um, at the top. You really deserve at least a, a, a good portion of time up the top. I think he's got a 14.51, you know, pre-last game updates, which I think is a really good strong score. So hopefully he holds on to that number one spot and, um, you know, can bring it home. Bring it home, buddy. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. And, you know, um, good luck next week. Hopefully, um you know, hopefully everything, you know, in the wash up and TLTs work out for you and your teams. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks very much. Bye. Thanks for coming on, Kev. You're a legend for coming on the show. I got a 15-23. I think it's a pretty boss score for this week. If you think about it, Ada's going to be in the top 1,000. I just can't believe that I won't be because I've done really well. Yes. Yes, mate. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.